I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For all of your Wisconsin Badgers news from the recruiting trail, on the field, and near the rim, this is the Badger Blitz Podcast. If you want to be a Badger, just go along with me by the Overtime Media. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Of course, powered by Overtime Media. This is Jay Kokorowski. We got John McNamara. We are hanging out in the Vivid Seats studio. A lot to get to. We're going to talk, of course, some high school football. Both John and I were at respective high schools this past weekend on Friday. John was at Whitnell. I was at Columbus. And we'll give you some musings from, you know, some breakdowns that we had seen from one Wisconsin commit and one possible Wisconsin target in the 2020 class. Fans, you'll hear from David Mormon, the redshirt senior offensive lineman slash, you can call him a tight end as well, based off of how he's been used this year. I spoke with him on Monday morning and you'll hear from him about his duties and more. Uh, and of, of course, what he, what his thoughts are about Michigan's. But before that, let's get into Michigan week, John, 11 o'clock kickoff. It's on Fox. From what I've seen on a couple of lines, Wisconsin is a three point favorite. And this is a big game for Wisconsin to, in my opinion, validate what we have seen the past two games in outscoring opponents, 110 to nothing, but this is the way to validate and to show not just the Big Ten, but I think nationally that this program is back and that 2018 was just an aberration. Right, and this is a great litmus test coming up. Uh, interesting that they, both these teams are coming off a bye so early in the season and then facing each other. Um, you know, if you put, if you look at two programs right now, Wisconsin I think feels very good about where they are, and um, obviously Michigan had to squeak one out at home against Army. Um, which is obviously a unique matchup that presents its own challenges. But, um, you know, you, I think Wisconsin likes where it sits right now. Uh, you, you like the play of Jack Cohn. You obviously love what your defense has done. Um, but, you know, Michigan's going to present, obviously, Wisconsin's stiffest challenge to date. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to be, like a, like you said, Jake, a, a really good test for Wisconsin to see if, you know, maybe this team is on pace for a special season. Let's look into the preliminary injury report that was sent out by Wisconsin on Monday morning. Of course, they update the injury report on Thursday, right before Paul Chris speaks with reporters. But the big name that is out this week, Bryson Williams, with that left leg injury, that means Keanu Benton, the true freshman first-year player from Janesville Craig here. Again, in-state product, former three-star signee, likely to get another start. What is the impact, in your opinion, first conference game against a number 11 Michigan squad? What is, in your opinion, John, the impact of the true freshman getting another start against such a powerhouse program? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I guess I expected Williams to be able to play 
this week. Obviously, you know, not having any inside information there, I thought maybe they were just precautious last week against Central Michigan. But you know, I guess you could assume it's something a little bit more uh, severe. Again, I don't want to speculate, but obviously he'll be out for for the Michigan game. Uh, but Benton's played very well. If you look at Pro Football Focus, he's graded out very well the last uh, two weeks. Um, but obviously, you'd, you'd like to be full strength there. Again, I feel like we talk about this every podcast, but you know, Wisconsin can show you some other looks there. They don't necessarily need a true nose guard uh, to do what they like to do uh, on defense. So, um, you know, obviously having Williams hurts a little bit, but I think you're encouraged by what Benton's done. And then I think you'll see Jim Leonard, you know, scheme wise. Uh, kind of line up some things to make that uh, about of a, of a non-issue as he possibly can. So, um, you know, like I said, you'd love to have Bryson Williams healthy for that game, but I think there's ways around that. And, uh, you know, the way that Keanu Benton's been playing, you know, he doesn't look like a true freshman out there through two weeks. For Wisconsin, they have three designations on that injury report just to kind of give everyone who listens to this podcast just kind of a breakdown what it is. It's questionable, so we don't know if they're going to play or not. Possibly. Uh, Chris Orr was like that against Central Michigan. There's out for the game, which both Luke Benchwall, who suffered that right leg injury during one of Wisconsin's scrimmages in fall camp, he is still out. And then there's Bryson Williams, who's out with a left leg injury that was reported on the Thursday updated injury report right before Central Michigan. And then there is obviously the out for the season and Cade Green, Gabe Lloyd, Xander Neville, Scott Nelson, and of course, long snapper Josh Bernhagen also out for the 2019 season. But going back to the questionable part, Logan Bruss, Isaiah Green May, both were out for Central Michigan. They've been bumped up after a, the bye week. What would it mean, in your opinion, John, to get them back against Michigan on Saturday? You know, it, it would be big. Um, obviously, two guys who started week one. Uh, you know, you just kind of look at the domino effect that those injuries have. Uh, you know, obviously, Wisconsin with Logan Bruss, they they have uh, obviously David Mormon started there. But, you know, he was a guy that you liked as that kind of swing tight end. And then it went down to Cormac Sampson. So just kind of the trickle down effect there. And obviously, you'd love to have your starting right tackle available. And, um, you know, right now, like you said, Jake, he's listed as questionable. And we'll see if he's able to go against Michigan. So, um, you know, obviously Wisconsin can patch guys in there, but, you know, you kind of go down the row then of the next guy up and, uh, you know, you're, you're starting to play guys a little bit lower on the rungs there. And then Green May, um, I thought Noah, uh, Noah Burks did a good job against Central Michigan, but you'd love to have Green May's skill set against uh, against Michigan this Saturday. And, um, you know, you'd like to have that kind of solid two deep at, at outside linebacker there. And, you know, he, his addition would be a, a big boost for, for the defense. We're going to tease out some visitors, folks, and we're not going to give, obviously, all the names because you guys should go to BadgerBlitz.com. Why? Because in our Badger's Den, John's already laid out a ton of 2020-2021 football recruits that will be coming to Madison to take in the early morning or the late morning game for that matter. But, John, who, if you can give a little bit of a sampling, should fans be looking for on Saturday? Yeah, you know, if, usually if you look at, uh, you know, past recruiting classes, Wisconsin will try to have one weekend be their kind of showcase weekend. Um, a lot of times it will coincide with a night game at Camp Randall Stadium. Uh, this year doesn't look like they'll have the luxury to do that. So, uh, you know, they've kind of pegged Michigan as the big weekend. 
you know, if you look from inside the state, Hunter Wohler will be there, the four-star safety from Muskego, uh, obviously a top priority for the Badgers from the very start of this 2021 class, the first in-state kid who picked up an offer from the from the Badgers. Uh, and he just picked up a scholarship from, from Ohio State. So uh, his recruitment is starting to heat up quite a bit, and uh, he'll be on campus. Uh, if you look in the 2020 class, Josh Helmholt came up with an article today that says Caden Johnson will be on campus for an unofficial visit. And you can make a, uh, a case that Johnson's the biggest target remaining in that 2020 class for the Badgers. Uh, a few more out-of-state kids you would expect. Uh, another name I could throw out there for you is Brian Sanborn, uh, the younger brother of Jack Sanborn, who will start against Michigan at inside linebacker. And uh, another kid who's been a top target for the staff from, from really the very beginning of this 2021 class. So, um, you know, those are just three that I can throw out there for you. But it, like you said, Jake, if you hop on, the Badgers den right now. Um, you know, we're nearing 20 visitors and we're just at the start of the week. And, you know, I know the staff is still trying to confirm a handful of other guys. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a pretty, a pretty packed weekend for, for visitors, for the Badgers. And uh, I would expect that list to kind of continue to grow as the, as the week wears on here. And, you know, despite the early kickoff, you can tell just based off of what John said and what's in the Badgers den that it will be a big recruiting weekend there and new commitment badger boys 20 bat signal gone went out we talked about isaac smith's commitment his public commitment on thursday's show but now looking at this there's a new commitment this will be number 17 for wisconsin's class are you surprised that wisconsin's class is going this much higher in your opinion uh, not necessarily, but maybe at the position where this commit comes from. Um, you know, if I think if you if you look at the offers that have went out and you know kind of where Wisconsin is, you could probably connect the dots yourself. But I would imagine that this becomes public uh, some at some point this weekend. So, uh, like you said, Jake, you know, am, am I surprised by the the class getting this high? I think eighteen was kind of the number I was working with. You know, really, I would say the, through the spring and in the summer. Now it looks like we get to 19, you know, possibly 20. Um, you know, you look at the, the targets that are still out there. We talked about Caden Johnson. Uh, Preston Zachman recently picked up an offer at linebacker. Uh, you know, the staff still most likely wants a running back, uh, although they, they don't necessarily need to force things there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how high this class climbs. Um, you know, right now they're at 17. It, it could get to 20, but that might be a stretch. I think 19 might be a safe number at this point. And of course, again, go to badgerblitz.com. If you guys become a the part of the rivals community and subscribe to badgerblitz.com, you guys will hear more in the Badgers Den forum. That's exclusive to those that subscribe to Badger Blitz, along with all the articles, recruiting articles, and some of the game previews that I got going on later this week. And coming up on the next podcast, just letting you guys know. We're going to lay out a lot more with this game. We're going to focus on the game. Folks, we're going to have more on who will visit Wisconsin coming up for both the 2020 and 2021 classes. We'll have a better understanding or hopefully a better list of who will show up. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, but we'll also break down the game. We're going to have someone on from the Wolverine who is our cousins at Rivals that cover Michigan football and also, you know, we're going to do our key takeaways and make our game predictions coming up probably on Thursday, but just giving you guys a heads up there. 
for now. And by the way, for that matter, if you guys are looking for tickets to the game, you know, go to Vivid Seats because you guys can use promo code overtime in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. Of course, that's first time customers only. For now, though, let's talk with David Mormon. I had a chance to speak with him on Monday morning, talking just about his versatility, what he's done on the offensive line, what he's done at tight end, and just how he's developed that repertoire in his final season as a Badger. So great discussion with him, the Michigan native. Listen in right now on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media. We are here with David Mormon on Monday morning. First off, how did you enjoy your bye week? Uh, it was good. I, uh, it was good to get healthy and get some back to back to you know back to normal and it was fun we uh, did a pretty good job practicing and this weekend it was nice to relax have some downtime well, I have some friends in Chicago so I got to get out of town a little bit so but good to be back ready to go looking forward to this weekend I was gonna say did you get a chance to watch any college football at all oh yeah oh yeah I mean definitely it's like as a kid you grow up like waking up and watching college game day and then watching all the games so I uh, I got away from it a little bit but it was still nice to wake up watch game day and kind of be like nostalgic a little bit back to what it's like being just a fan watching ball so it was cool when it comes to just looking ahead how much did you guys prepare for Michigan because they were on a bye week too so you didn't get a chance to actually watch them but what did you guys do last week at all and what have you seen so far from that Michigan defense I mean last week Monday we came in right away we started putting in the install for Michigan Um, we kind of just put in their base stuff right away and we started just you know going to work on those guys so last week was basically it was really nice it was just an extra week to get ready for those guys so um, you know we we practiced like three times and uh, I had to start on them so it it was good definitely you are very versatile. We've seen you be an emergency center. You play guard, you play tackle. Yeah. You've played as an extra lineman or a pseudo tight end. Right. How hard is it to juggle all those roles and responsibilities? Honestly, when I uh, when I first jumped in at center, I think I got my first up center last year fall camp. It was kind of like the first time. That was the biggest challenge. Once you like learn center, it kind of opens up all the rest of the positions for you because our centers like they make all the calls. You have to know what everyone's doing. And so being able to like, you know, start off playing tackle and guard, getting that center, just kind of like seeing how everything comes together big picture. It kind of made it, you know, like pretty, not, I wouldn't say easy, but like less challenging to kind of hop around and know everything because I know what the call should be. I know what everyone should be doing on this assignment due to the look. So it definitely helped just like, you know, getting those reps, getting the opportunity. So, you know, if a position like tight end opens up, like, okay, I know what the offensive line's doing. So I just got to know like technique a little bit's different, but I know what to do every play. So. Yeah. I know you mentioned the te- technique of being a tight end. What yeah. else goes into it besides having to change your jersey from being number 46 as you were against <laughs> South Florida? Right. But yeah. what else goes into being a tight end? Uh, I mean, I wasn't really running the full route tree. So, I mean, I didn't have to worry about running too many routes. But, I mean, it's definitely fun. I, I, I switched up my gloves a little bit just to so maybe if I had a chance. But um, besides that, it was just, just kind of like being off the ball and off alignment. And a lot of plays was different being a two-point stance. That's uh that's weird, but it was it was definitely fun. It was exciting to kind of get that opportunity, and then I guess you have to be a little bit better in space, just because uh, you know you have to like hand flash some guys and release. But for the most part, it was pretty straightforward. It was just basically just like you said, like extra lineman. Um, so big thing for me was just getting movement off the ball, which is what you do every single play as a lineman. So, can we expect you to learn the route tree? 
Uh, we'll see. I, I've been working on coach. During camp, I got some reps running some routes, and uh, I, th- I think I'm natural route runner. But uh, hopefully, you know, as the season goes on, maybe I'll start getting some more opportunities to <laughs> get my hands on the ball to get open. Uh, I know I talked to you about this after the game against Central Michigan, yeah. but what did you see out of Cormac Sampson? You were at right tackle yeah. for Central Michigan, yeah. but what did you see out of Cormac Sampson, who stepped into a right. role that you had against Central yeah. against South Florida? Yeah, Corm did. I mean, he did a great job. He's a smart kid, and big thing for he gets like great effort every single day and every single play. So I was really excited for him to go out there, and I think you know first half he got his feet wet, and then as the game got on, it was really cool to see him get more and more confident with every rep. So um, going forward, I think he can do a great job there. So I'm excited for him definitely. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. Jay Kokorowski. We got John McNamara on the line. And again, thank you all for listening. And it's been a lot of fun putting this together, being part of Overtime Media. And we appreciate you all listening. The numbers are showing it. And you guys have an appetite for Wisconsin athletics and recruiting. And on that note, both John and I made our ways to some high school football games on Friday. John was, of course, in the Milwaukee metropolitan area. I was just about a half hour, 40 minutes northeast of Madison to take in some high school football and some big time names. Of course, in-state, I got a chance to take in Stratford, a Division 5 team, Division 5 program that very impressive and a 46 nothing win over Columbus. And that included Wisconsin 2020 commit Ben Barton, but John, you were in Whitno uh, at Whitno. Uh, my, and my opinion, my arch nemesis, cause I graduated from Greenfield. Uh, no, no hard feelings whatsoever, by the way, but also from those that know Whitno, that is the high school of one Joel Stavi for that matter. But John, who did you get a chance to watch, and, and what did, what impressions did you come away with? Yeah, I, I went out and watched uh, Nate Valcarcel. Uh I hope I'm saying that right. He, he pronounced it for me on Friday night, and that's what's in my head because the PA guy was saying it incorrectly. He was saying Valcarcel. So I apologize if Nate's listening to this and I pronounce his name incorrectly. Um, but yeah, yeah, he messaged me during the day and said, hey, look, uh, Jim Leonard showed up to, at my practice on Wednesday. He's coming tonight, which was Friday, and I kind of made a, a quick schedule switch because I wanted – he was someone I wanted to get out and see. Uh, but, you know, things are really sound like they're heating up with him in Wisconsin. Um, you know, I think it, like I wrote in the Badger's Den when we were doing his evaluation report, um, you know, things kind of heated up or took a turn, I think, 
this summer when he camped at Wisconsin. I think he went from a potential walk-on uh, to a legit scholarship guy. And I like I think he really impressed uh, Jim Leonard at, at that performance in June. Uh, they've kind of been tracking him ever since, and he's put up some big-time numbers uh, from his running back position this year. I think he's up to 17 or 18 touchdowns through four weeks, uh, and he looks really good at that position. Uh, you know, he's a really good athlete. Um, he sees a really good safety. Uh, definitely not a position of need for Wisconsin in this class, but, you know, as you talk about scholarships opening up, uh, he's someone to watch down the road where if something pops up later, um, he could definitely be on the receiving end of a scholarship. And, um, you know, when, when the defensive coordinator shows up at your game, that's a big deal. So um, he's someone to watch down the road, and he could be a potential offer guy from inside the state. That is interesting. Uh, where do you feel? I mean, obviously Jim Leonard is when he shows up, uh, you look, you talked about safety. Is is that the only position? Do you feel, I mean, you've seen the, what he's done rushing the ball so far early on in this 2019 season for Whitnell. Do you foresee any other position possibly, or do you think it's going to be that in that defensive backfield? Yeah, that's, that's the kind of question I had popping in my head when I was filming the game is, you know, Hey, Wisconsin needs a running back in this class. I wonder if they would, you know, give them a look there, you know, to my understanding right now it's safety. And obviously Wisconsin doesn't have a safety commit in this class. And I think that's where he probably projects best as well. Um, you know, he covers a lot of ground in the back end there probably projects more as a free safety, but you know, he likes to mix it up uh, at the line of scrimmage. He's good against the run. He's also real, very raw. Um, you know, I think he kind of gets by and just pure athleticism right now. Um, but once he kind of tightens some things up and learns some more techniques, I think he'll take another, you know, big jump forward. So uh, a really intriguing kid who I would imagine is going to continue to put up big numbers. Uh, you know, Whitnell has an excellent offensive line. I think that's another big reason why uh, he, he's had such success this season. So um, definitely someone to keep tracking uh, throughout the fall. And like I said, if something opens up late, He's definitely going to be in that scholarship discussion. Now, one last question for you. What offers does he have so far and are either scholarship or walk-on? Yeah, right now he said he's looking really hard at Wisconsin. Uh, he plans to visit uh, this weekend for the Michigan game, he told me. Uh, Central Michigan is there for him as well. Uh, South Dakota State. And he mentioned Iowa State is another school that maybe would take, it a, take a visit to. Uh, he has walk-on offers from Iowa and Minnesota. Um, he didn't bring those schools up in the, in the conversation we had, but that doesn't mean that, that they're not in play, but I think he's, he's definitely working for the Wisconsin offer at this point, but if that doesn't work, he's going to have some scholarship opportunities to choose from, uh, when he's ready to make a decision. And for me, I went to, like I said, went to Columbus to take in the, was, uh, the Stratford Columbus game. And of course, Stratford, the Tigers, 46, nothing winners over the Cardinals and Got a chance firsthand to see Ben Barton, the 2020 commit who played both sides of the ball in, in Division Five football in Wisconsin. As as Ben told me after the game, you guys can see the video on YouTube that he, you know, you play both ways at that level, at that division level. And just some quick takeaways on my end. Um, kind of liked what I saw out of that. I came away impressed with that he played both sides of the ball and there wasn't a lot of fatigue from what it looked like. He played most of the game, I think up until the last drive for Stratford and he played tackle. Uh, you mostly on the left side of the line though. He was used a little bit on the right side too. And 
you like kind of the athleticism. You know, his coach Jason Tubbs mentioned just how he's a basketball player playing football right now with his footwork and his athleticism. It basically um, it helps make up for some of the technique that he had, uh, some bad technique where I saw during the game maybe a couple times that he he fell on the ground uh, when run blocking, but I thought he held up well in the passing game. There's no one that really did anything to get past him from my recollection, but also on the defensive side of the ball, I, I found it interesting, John, that he, you know, the head coach said that he believes he's one of the best defensive players in the state. And I saw that too, where he's lined up as a defensive tackle and no one really got past him. He appeared to be in a, in on a lot of tackles or holding up the line of scrimmage. Uh, but you know, for now it sounds like according to Ben Hill, the plan is for offense, but I'm interested in seeing what he could do possibly on the defensive end as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. And if you remember back to his recruitment, he went to Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin's camp, I guess now two summers ago. And the first weekend he went and he camped, I guess I don't know the order here. He went to one camp as an offensive lineman. They wanted him back. He camped as a defensive lineman. Uh, they offered, you know, later after that, those camps. And um, at that point, it was kind of up in the air. He said, you know, they like me as a jumbo athlete, uh, you know, meaning that he could project to, as an offensive lineman or uh, as a defensive end. Uh, you know, I guess as his recruitment's kind of worn on after he's committed to Wisconsin, uh, it's kind of sounded like offensive line for him. Uh, more specifically, offensive guard, but obviously, you know, that can change. But, um, you know, he's a guy that can get it done on both sides of the ball. And I would imagine that, you know, Jim Leonard and, and uh, Coach Brachterfield make a point to say, hey, look, we, we'd love to see this guy take some reps when he gets up here at defensive end. So um, it, it's not a bad problem to have. I guess if I had to bet, I would imagine he stays on the offensive line. But, uh, you know, if things, I don't want to say don't work out, if things change, if if a need comes up, you know, he's a guy that could play some defensive end for you. And if you, you know, just kind of listening to the video that you had, Jake, uh, he sounds like a guy that's like, Hey, I'll, I'll go where the coaches want me and I'll, I'll do what's best for the team. And yeah. And you hit that on the head too, John, with that, if you guys, again, go to badgerblitz.com's YouTube channel, or even there's an article we have on badgerblitz.com about Ben Barton. We have both the video in a, in one article, we have, more analysis and from and quotes from both Ben and his head coach Jason Tubbs in a an article that's exclusive to BadgerBlitz.com subscribers. But one thing that stood out to me, and it's in one of the first paragraphs, first four paragraphs, Tubbs says, Jason says, I think Coach Joe Rudolph and Coach Jim Leonard are going to have some battles. Found that one to be particularly interesting there. And you mentioned the team player aspect. He said in that video, wherever they, you know, wherever they need me, I'm willing to go, you know, I'm willing to help the team before we get going here and wrap up the show. I remember Tyler Biotish's recruitment and he was, it kind of, it's may even be like a reverse thing where he was initially recruited, if I'm not mistaken, John, as a defensive lineman. And then next thing you know, he's, he's playing the offensive line. And right now he's on the verge of becoming an all American center on way to the NFL. Yeah, he went to Wisconsin's camp and, um, you know, he earned his offer as a defensive lineman and that was kind of the plan going in, but he, he flipped over to center. Um, and obviously that, that choice looks very smart, whoever 
whoever made that decision. And uh, like you said, he, the, the future looks very bright for, for Tyler Biotish. Uh, you know, obviously this season as a, as a Badger and then, uh, you know, his future in the NFL. So uh, that kind of stuff uh, isn't necessarily super uncommon, uh, you know, especially with guys that could play defensive line and offensive line. They could flop over. Uh, but Barton could be one of those guys that you look at and say, hey, we, we thought he was going to be an offensive lineman and now he's working at defensive end and he's found a home there. So as we wrap up this show, this edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, John, what should subscribers fans expect not just out of this podcast coming up later this week but what will be on the website and what will fans be able to to look at coming up as wisconsin prepares for michigan yeah well i mean it's it's your show this week you're you're working way harder than i am uh you know all that michigan stuff that's getting up on the site uh you know it's a huge game uh but you know I'm, i'm working on compiling more and more names to our visitor list and um, obviously we'll, we'll get out to a game on Friday. Uh, I still have JP Benchall that I need to, to see, uh, Trey Wedig that I need to see from this area to check off. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have some recruiting stuff as it pops up. And then obviously we'll, we'll always end the week strong with recruiting. Uh, you know, I plan to, to bunker down all Sunday and hammer out, uh, all the visitors that were on campus and, you know, we'll, we'll add names, you know, I, you know, I guess against central Michigan, I was adding names, on Monday to the visitor list as we were looking for pictures and we were talking to guys. So uh, we want to make sure that you guys know each and every visitor that, that steps foot in Madison. And we'll try to uh, get all those guys on the phone and, and get stories on up uh, on, on all the recruits that Wisconsin is looking at when in a weekend that that could be their biggest uh, recruiting weekend uh, of the fall already. Exactly. And I'm going to try to make my way out to Stoughton to see Wisconsin 2020 commit Jack Nelson. I believe he also has got a, a brother, if I'm not mistaken, Barrett Nelson, and try to watch the Vikings down there. Just a good 20, 25 minutes away from my home here in Madison. So obviously stay tuned for more on the recruiting trail from badgerblitz.com. And on my end too, hoping to get, obviously we're going to have a lot of Michigan previews, as John mentioned, an opponent beat writer Q&A, my weekly first and 10 breakdown for subscribers we have our three c's series that where john and i both answer our curious confident and concerned topics regarding wisconsin from what we see from the team but i'm also hoping to put together i'm going to tease this a little bit i got to work on a couple more people to get a hold of for this but wisconsin's inside linebackers have a particular name for their group and I found out about this from Chris Orr a couple of Mondays ago during Labor Day. We actually played the interview here on BadgerBlitz.com's podcast, which I suggest you go back and listen to because it was a talking to Chris, probably one of the more easygoing players that you'll get a chance to talk to. And he, he talked about the name and we're hoping to, I've had a chance to talk with not just Chris Orr, but Jack Sanborn with Leo Chanel, with Mike Mascalunas, the the two deep of Bo, Bob Bostad's inside linebacker group. And so hopefully I can talk a little bit more about that nickname and really just what it, they hope to personify and how far back it's gone back to even the, the Jack Sitchies, the TJ Edwards, the Ryan Conley before that, even the, maybe the predecessor for the entire, uh, the entire linebacker group was the Chevy bad boys which started back during the Gary Anderson era. Now it's kind of 
molded with this inside linebacker group specifically uh, into what they call death row. So again, folks, uh, I hope to have that out later this week. We got a lot more coming up. And for that matter, you can find that all on badgerblitz.com, wisconsin.rivals.com. Be sure we put our stuff up on Facebook. Make sure to like Wisconsin Badgers on badgerblitz.com. For Twitter, for John, it's at McNamara Rivals. For me, at Jake Coco. The official Badger Blitz Twitter account is at Badger underscore Blitz. We have an Instagram page too. And then on top of that, for this podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Spotify. Got those avenues. You can listen directly on Overtime Media for that matter. And we might be getting up uh, our... Actually, our episodes might be up on a radio station here in state coming up soon too. So stay tuned for more on that. Uh, And then for reviews, feel free to give us reviews. We want to make this the most Wisconsin centric podcast possible. Give us feedback, leave reviews. We'd love five-star reviews. Why it helps us improve. uh, And of course, move up the ladder in terms of podcast ratings, especially on iTunes, but we also want to be genuine. Give us some feedback. Uh, Feel free to reach out to both John and I on social media too. We wanted to make this the best podcast out there for Wisconsin Badgers fans. So on behalf of John McNamara, this is Jake Kokorowski. Hey, we're going to talk to you guys later this week. Plan on it about for probably about Thursday or so, and we'll have more, more game previews, more talking about the visitors coming in this weekend, and a whole lot more here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media.